0: Welcome to the House of Strauss. Yeah, go for it. Stars hang with stars. Winners hang with winners. Si un jour tu
1: m'emmènes à la plage, je n'aimerais t'en plonger dans les
0: vagues. Je te promets que je resterai sage, mais tu ne me comprends pas que de ça. Welcome to the House of Strauss. We are joined by Matt Bellany of Puck News and the indispensable podcast, The Town. I mean, man, you are the guy, Matt, when it comes to the entertainment industry. I I cannot, at this point, think of trying to figure out what's going on in that realm without checking with you first. You're doing great. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a fan of yours as well. I I read, I listen, so congrats to you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, well, just first of all, a little bit of a, an emotional check in, mental health check in coming off the resolution of the writer's strike, not yet actor strike, which is a little strange to me. Uh, you know, are you OK? Like, what did you do? Did you do anything to decompress? Am I OK?
1: I'm not I'm not <laughs> one of the striking writers. I, I feel bad for the people that have been out of work for five months. Uh, I've just been sort of overworked. Um, I've, you know, been chronicling this stuff in real time. And uh, it's an interesting time in Hollywood, it just as it's fascinating how much the business is changing every day. And, you know, I when I launched my Puck newsletter two years ago, and then the Ringer podcast last year, I initially was thinking, gosh, is there going to be enough stuff to write about twice a week and to talk about three days a week? And we turn down topics all the time now because there's some four alarm emergency that happens once a week. And it's just a a, a real-time car crash
0: that's going on in Hollywood. And there's just been so much to write about. It's been insane. Yeah. And it almost feels like I'm watching a written show because it has those qualities of... Yes, but this, it has these qualities of this thing in act one leads to the twist in act two. When I read about the resolution of the strike, it looks like the writers won. And you had some very interesting ideas as to why. But as you're covering right now, they win, they get a lot of the concessions they want. And all of a sudden, the firings and the bloodletting. And so it's got that twist. So much of what's happening has that push pull to it. Um, You know, what is your impression uh, right now in reference to that? Do they feel great if you were to take the temperature uh, on the basis of the concessions extracted, or is there a sense that okay, but now the bottom is falling out, so what does it matter? Yeah, a couple things there. First of all, I don't think anyone in Hollywood
1: these days feels great. Mm. I mean, you look at what's happening in the business, and the companies that make this product are all struggling, with the exception of Netflix. Nobody is making money in streaming and the linear television business, the cash cow that has floated the entire boat for the past three decades is in free fall. And it's literally sinking in front of our eyes. You've written and talked about this a lot because it impacts sports a lot, but the money from linear television is going away. It's not coming back. And nobody's figured out how to make money in streaming yet, except for Netflix, which was the first mover and which has 235 million subscribers worldwide. Everybody else thought they'd be able to get there. It's pretty clear that they're not going to be able to get there, at least not in the time frame that they thought they would be able to. And the market turned. The stock market valued subscriber growth for years, 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 free money with low interest rates, make as much as content as you want, and you can get subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. Now the the focus is on profitability. How profitable are you as a media company? And when these traditional companies have had to answer that question, they don't have a good answer because they went all in on streaming, which is a terrible business for now, and they don't have the linear money to back it up. So what do you have? They're all trying to craft whatever that narrative is. So that's the backdrop. Now, the writers themselves, the writers feel good about this deal. Now, part of it is they sort of have to feel good about it. They have been on strike for five months. The last thing the leadership wants to do is say, ah, we didn't get a great deal. We didn't get all the things we wanted. No, they're going to cheerlead for this deal. But I do think objectively, when you look at it, they made some, some big gains, and it's not necessarily the money because they did get increases in residuals, and they got you know, basic wage increases and in a lot of the things they wanted. But the Directors Guild also got that stuff, and the Directors Guild did not go on strike for five months. So you sort of have to discount that because the question is really what did the writers get by going on strike and by shutting down the business and by causing $5 billion in damage to the entertainment economy? They got a foot in the door on a success based streaming residual. And that is a very complicated term to say that you will get paid more when your show is a hit on Netflix or when your show is a hit on Peacock. If 20% of the subscriber base watches your show, you will get extra money and it's not that much, you know, it's a rounding error for these studios, but what it is is it's a foot in the door and that is a breakthrough that was not offered to the writers before they went on strike. So I do think that's a big deal. Um, The second one is the AI protections. They got a bunch of broad protections against AI, not everything they wanted. The studios can still use scripts to train language models, but they got pretty clear protections that the writer material will not be compromised for the purpose of credit and compensation by the studios. And I do, I do think that is a big deal.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I'm not smart enough to know whether it is or isn't. It's very difficult for me to predict what the future is going to be in regards to AI. I suspect that having success-based metrics wired in to uh, streaming is just probably good for all parties because it's better to be, or it's easier to be productive when you know what you're aiming for and when people have incentives. Um, That's been this, the argument.
1: But it requires transparency of data, which the streaming companies have been very reluctant to provide because they want all the data for themselves. Wouldn't you? If you, you know, power comes in information. And if you have all the information about how a show is doing, you have a huge
0: advantage when you are making deals with your talent. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. It makes complete sense for individual actors why it would be good to have that information and to cloak it. I just think that overall for the health of the industry, probably not great is my suspicion. But, you know, there are different incentives flying around in different directions. I'm fascinated by something you identified, a cultural trend um, that I, I don't think everybody's necessarily hip to, which is, you know, Twitter's been around for a while. There's been a lot of, hey, Twitter actually doesn't matter. Um, I remember Dave Chappelle saying to an audience, fuck Twitter, it's not a real place. (laughs) And I want to live in a world in many ways where it doesn't. And I hate mob mentality. I don't like groupthink. I don't like these things. But we might have been a little too quick to throw that in the dustbin of history because as you've identified, one of the reasons the writers may have gotten a lot of what they wanted versus 2008 is because of that social pressure. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that and describe what you mean.
1: Sure. This go-round, the writers, for the first time ever, really, in a major Hollywood strike, because the last one was in 2007, 2008, they had access to social media. They had platforms that could be used to galvanize both their own membership and the general public. And I think the studios really underestimated the power of that platform because typically in labor strikes,